Hello. Uh, greetings and salutations, listeners. We're back yes. again. Yes, welcome. Um, this is more of a normal episode, I would say. We have normal episodes? <laughs> I guess so. It never equated us to anything anywhere in the same parking lot as normal. Yeah, well, I mean, this is a normal-ish episode, I would say. Well, maybe a normal episode, but sparked by circumstance, shall we say. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that that's that's fair. Mm. Um, we are kind of flipping things around and moving things around in terms of what breeds we're going to cover and how things are going to roll, but... I think it would be very appropriate to say that we make plans and life goes... <laughs> no. Yeah, pretty much. That's pretty much it. That's that's pretty much what I think the next couple episodes that we're going to be doing are, are going to basically be based because of... Circumstance-based podcast episodes is what this is. Yeah, yeah. I mean, because of last week's episode, now this week's, and then next week's. I really like that episode, honestly, despite yeah. the fact I sound, I, I probably sounded like I was doing it very professionally, but I was flying by the seat of my goddamn pants. Yeah, we all were, and it's fine. <laughs> well, no, no, no. I had to be, you know, the one in charge. That's I had to be true. the anchor, and, you know, everybody else was, for once, you know... Lucy goosey that's a mildly uncomfortable situation to be in, but I think I handled it masterfully. Yeah, and I, I definitely want to go ahead and thank our special guests. Indeed. My mom and Sam for coming on. Oh, and definitely. Always welcome to have them back, too. Oh, yeah, without a doubt. Mm-hmm. So. Yes. I know, I don't really know what the buildup is. Can I just <laughs> go ahead and say it? Yeah. This week, uh-huh. we're going to do the breed that uh, we go to Florida for every uh-huh. year uh, for the AKC, and we show on a regular basis in the UKC, and that would be the Hamilton Stobar. Yep, that's what we're doing. Woohoo! Yeah. I, I originally had said that was going to be possibly the last episode, last breed we ever cover, but again, we make plans. Life has other ideas. Yeah, so I figured in honor of Alice and in honor of everything that we've been going through, mm-hmm. figured let's go ahead and cover the breed that... Basically started it all for us. Yeah, absolutely. Well, started it all for you and then for both of us in regards to this particular podcast. Yep. So, let's get some breed history knocked out and out of the way because it's really important. Well, Madam President of the Hamilton Stovar Club of America, (laughs) by all means, grace Uh, us with some knowledge. Give us the download. All right. So, just getting our sources out of the way quickly. Yes. Um, Because as we say on the podcast, do your homework. Yeah, do your homework. Always good to do your homework. The sources are a bit weird this week because a lot of the source material I wrote and got published elsewhere. Tell me again where that article is. So that is in an article in a magazine called Sight and Scent. It's a hound magazine. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought it was in Congress or something at this point. No, no, no. no. That was something I did in college. Oh, something completely unrelated. My apologies. But yeah. still, you have written something and published. I haven't. Um, but there... there you can get information from Hamilton Stovar Club of America website, which is HamiltonStovar.org. Yeah, which I think, didn't you... Yeah. Isn't that your page? That, yeah, that's... With my, all of you? Yeah. yeah. Um, you can find information on the AKC website for Hamilton Stover. Again, mm-hmm. all of that information came from the club, yeah. which was filtered in through me. And so, Tell me again who wrote the breed standard for them to look into. Not me. I thought it was you. No. Mm-mm. No. The So the UKC breed standard, um, we did some revisions on 
Okay, so you re- you didn't originally write it, but you no. edited it and amended it. For the UKC breed standard. I see. And it wasn't just me. There was a committee of about six people where we, we went through the UKC breed standard together mm-hmm. and said, okay, what can be better? What can be made better and less vague? Mm. And we took that apart a little bit. Mm. And made things that were less vague, more precise. Like one of the big changes was temperament, Mm. where the breed standard, and the FCI breed standard has it as well, where it says even-tempered. What is that? What does that look like? Well, other hound breeds say even-tempered as well, like beagles and coon hounds have it. But Hamiltons don't behave like beagles or coon hounds. Despite possibly being recognized as such. Yeah. So we we came together with this temperament that says friendly, even tempered, uh, elegant, and business like. I have um, you said we. Uh huh. Define we. You and who else? Um. They do not wish to be named publicly. Very well. Okay. All right. See, I this is obviously yeah. not something we discussed. Yeah. No. So that's fine. This committee thing. It's people that I have contacts with, mm-hmm. and I do not feel comfortable just dropping their names on a podcast. Well, again, I this was, I guess, for my own clarification, because you said we, and you were making the yeah. point of not actually naming names or anything like that. Yeah. So, that's, okay, all right. Okay. Understood and respect. But a lot of the original information that myself and others compiled so that the breed could become foundation stock recognized, mm-hmm. we got... From the Swedish Hamilton Stovar Club. So that is the ultimate source. Mm-hmm. And they, if you want to find them, go right ahead. You can also go on to HamiltonStovar.org and find out more information in English. Mm-hmm. The problem is, is that the Swedish Hamilton Stovar Club page is in Swedish. So unless you speak Swedish, I don't recommend it because... It's a lot. Plus, it would spend a lot of time. You'd have two pages open, one for the Swedish website, one for Google Translate. Yeah. Which, even then, it's no guarantee it's going to translate it the way it's supposed to be. Exactly. Oh, hello. Hi, Eleven. We have a guest on the podcast. It's Eleven. She's in my captain's chair. So, breed breed history time. Ah, yes. The breed was founded by Count Adolf Patrick Hamilton. Mm Mm-hmm. Because of the popularity of a certain play called Hamilton, mm-hmm. um, the past few times that I've exhibited dogs, some judges have been like, oh, it's a dog named after the play, or it has something to do with the play, and I'm like... Nah. Breed's older than that. No. Well, the breed is older than the, the play. play. That's what I mean, yeah. But Count Adolf Patrick Hamilton is related to Alexander Hamilton... Oh. But just not directly. Yeah. Um, it's not like it's not like, it's like son his fathers, or, brothers, sisters, cousins. Yeah, yeah. They just happen to have roommate. the same last name. They're related. It's there. What have you? Mm-hmm. Um. But it, it, I just find the whole Hamilton play thing a little bit funny now. Yeah. Because it's like we have that little teensy bit of connection there. Yeah. But it's it's minuscule at best. Not, yeah, it's tiny. not something that's really worth no bringing attention to. Yeah. 
So, but we did. Yeah, I just wanted to get it out there <laughs> because I know some of the questions have started to happen about, oh, they really, you know, and I'm like, eh, eh. so Count Adolf Patrick Hamilton. We'll just switch it to AP Hamilton as well. If we want. Count Hamilton, maybe. Yeah, Count Hamilton. What he wanted was a hound that would hunt hare and fox mm-hmm. because hunting with antlered game was reserved for nobility and almost always royalty. Otherwise, if you did it, mm-hmm. it would be considered poaching. Right. So he needed a dog that could survive in Sweden, but would also avoid antlered game. So we're talking about, when talking about Sweden, we're talking about harsh winters. Mm-hmm. Harsh winters. Um, harsh winters. And what a lot of people, when people, when Americans specifically think of Sweden, they think of cold, freezing, oh my God. Yeah. That's part of it, mm-hmm. but it's also lots of woods, lots of mountains, lots of hills, mm-hmm. and lots of mud. Like, because all that snow melts and it gets right, a little right. boggy and muddy. Oh, and all. trust me. <laughs> yeah, I know. When, when it snows here, our yard becomes a bog after the snow is melted. So, I mean, it's nice to look at for like maybe a couple days, and then you're like, uh, mm. bring a towel into the mugroom before you let the dogs in. Yeah. So. He needed something that could that could thrive in Sweden, mm-hmm. but also hunt what he needed it to hunt on. Not everything that ran in front of it, or every little scent that came by its way. Yeah. So, in the late 1800s, he crossed English foxhounds, harriers, and three extinct German hounds. Mm-hmm. Kurdlandish hounds, Holsteiner hound, and Heidelbracher. Don't ask me to say those. So... And the reason why he brought in the German hound aspect mm-hmm. is English foxhounds and harriers have a pack instinct, right. whereas the German hounds are are less pack instinct and more person-oriented and a little bit more focused mm-hmm. on what they need to do. Yeah. And after many crosses, he exhibited the first two Hamiltons. Mm-hmm. And at the time, they weren't called Hamiltons. He wasn't that egotistical. They were just called Swedish hounds. Okay, fair. And the first two were called Pang and Stella, male and female. <laughs> I like those names. Mm-hmm. And the breed became popular as people realized, oh, this dog can really hunt and can actually provide a source of income because the hare and fox were for fur Trapping. Fur traders and things, yep. yeah. So, all right. The aristocracy, mm-hmm. they're out hunting in, like, these packs of their dogs. Well, in Sweden, not necessarily. Okay. So, they were primarily using and hunting antlered game like moose <laughs> and deer. Mm-hmm. So, if a dog were to hunt one of those and they didn't have the express permission from the royalty right right that would be considered poaching yes um so this is kind of like a dog for an everyman kind of person mm-hmm. that, that could own the particular dog yep so one of the things that i often do and i know we're straying a little bit from the history but when it comes to the meat the breeds i make a point of telling them that this particular dog hunts independently yep am i getting too head ahead or um you're getting a little ahead but okay. not too far ahead. Well, I mean, because, I mean, that's one of the things that I like most about the breed. Yeah. Because they're like a secret agent, essentially. They go out there in the cold, on their own, and then they drive the prey back to 
you mm-hmm. know, their their person. Right. So after Count Hamilton, Hamilton there you go. died. I know you don't like saying it off, so go ahead. He another thing that he did is mm-hmm. he founded the Swedish Kennel Club as oh, well. Oh wow. So as a way to honor him, mm-hmm. the Swedish Kennel Club renamed the Swedish Hound to Hamilton, Hamilton Stovar to which honor the breed founder. Basically translates to Hamilton Hound. Right. However, I'm going to put a little caveat here. <laughs> There's an asterisk here. Stovar yes. in Swedish mm-hmm. does not mean hound. It means a specific type of hound mm-hmm. that hunts a specific thing. Yeah. So it's a little bit of a misnomer. Yes, it means hound, mm-hmm. but it's there's certain words that mean different things. Right. But at the same Cause, time... Because hund generally means dog and or hound. Right. Stovar means something a little bit different. Because the hammies don't... Uh, it's the nickname for the breed, by the way. We're so used to saying it. Hammies don't hunt deer. Nope. They don't. That's that's the Count's, you know, mm-hmm. his intention from the oh, yeah. beginning was to, he wanted them to hunt hare and fox. And primarily Primarily hare. hare. Okay, all right, fine. You're going to add that little caveat. Primarily hare and fox. Because that's not what their, their yeah. job originally was intended. Yeah, and, and like Michael said, they don't hunt in a pack. Mm-hmm. Their style perfectly suits the environment, too. Right. So when you're hunting with a pack, mm-hmm. you need a lot of wide open space. God, yeah. And not a lot of trees. Mm-hmm. It's easier to hunt with one dog, but there's a lot of trees and a lot of moving up and down so that you're not keeping track of a pack of 20 or 30 dogs in the woods. Right. It's really, really, really hard to do. So Hamilton's, their hunting style is a little bit different than other hounds that are related to them. Mm-hmm. So... Foxhounds and harriers and even beagles and other scent hounds, they will hunt the game to the den mm-hmm. where the animal lives, and then the terrier comes in, flushes them out, and <laughs> take care of it. Right. This is a little bit different. Hammies will go, they will find the game out on its own, mm-hmm. they will actively avoid, make sure that it gets away from its den. Mm-hmm. And pushes it to the hunter. As if cutting cutting the prey off from mm-hmm. their, their safe area. And it's almost a zigzag-like fashion from the way that it goes from the hunter. Once it has the prey, mm-hmm. it it's like it's quartering off sections to make sure yeah. that the prey realizes they can't go back home. Well, one thing that your mother addressed, which you specifically have taught me about the breed and... It becomes blatantly apparent when I'm actually around other dogs of not, you know, the mm-hmm. same breed. This I'm instantly worried about any hammy that's let off the chain, mm-hmm. or a- actually any dog in general. Yeah, that's let off the chain because hammies won't come back. It was just a fluke, possibly, or maybe the bond or whatnot, or the fact that Alice was being cheeky that she came back to your mom was like hi with tail wagging on the front porch. Yeah. But in general, it's usually a bad idea to let the hammies run independently. But it's when they're hunting and they have that strong bond with their person mm-hmm. that brings them back every time. Right. And because of that bond, mm-hmm. Hamiltons are designed inherently to be a dog that can go from a sofa 
<laughs> from a sleeping position on the sofa, usually upside down. <laughs> and the moment that their owner says, hey, let's go out hunting, the, they're supposed to immediately turn it on and be like, all right, let's go. This but, is like our total meet the breed stock stuff right now, honestly. <laughs> no, it is. But, it, but it, that's just how the breed is, is they're supposed to go from home being great family pets. Just be ready for anything. Yeah, basically. and ready for it all. I mean, I don't want to toot my own horn, but I honestly think that ours are a credit to the breed, considering what they can do. Celine can dot yeah. dive. Raven is your new service dog and show dog. Rolo is a weight puller. Right. But, I mean, you're you're jumping way ahead here. Sorry, I still, know so much. I know, but we're still in history here. I can't help it if I love the breed. Jesus. And the last little bit of history slash culture nugget. <laughs> you're saying I'm uncultured. <laughs> no. Is the breed is featured in a Swedish Christmas poem called the Tom Ten. Oh. Goodness, that that I remember when you ordered that off of Amazon. That was so funny. And you can get it. It's a Christmas book. I recommend you do it. It's a children's you, book. You may want to, if you can find the link, post it with the link when we drop the episode. I so will. that way we can, you know, give them some credit because and don't put it in the language that only Tom Tens can understand. <laughs> okay. If you read the book, you get you'll, the you'll joke. You'll understand. It is definitely a children's book, but it's it, it is and it's, it is. It's beautifully illustrated. It really is. And you can see that there's a clear ham... What's the... Caro. Caro is the name of the ham. And and the term is Old Faithful Friend. Mm, Yeah. And um, it's actually... The book that we're talking about is written by the same woman that wrote Pippi Longstocking. Oh, wow. That's cool. So, we'll... I'll post a link to it when we post um, the episode. Now, maybe I'm straying off topic here, but wasn't Caro... The hammy is supposed to be the one that helps, like in the kitchen or something mm-hmm. like that. Or am I thinking of yeah. Tom Ten? No, so Tom Ten, the all the running joke is that a Tom Ten is the representation of a elf-like gnome. It, it if you've seen David the gnome, that's kind of the design. Yeah, David big the gnome, pointy triangle, red-colored hat, big bushy white beard, very small individual. I mean, we're talking smaller than Warwick Davis. Um, and, you know, you know the shoes and everything like that. Yeah, and it's their version of Santa Claus. But tiny. It's yeah. tiny. Yeah, but he's tiny. But that that's what it is. It's a Christmas I mean, he's so tiny that when Ant-Man shrinks down, he has to look up at him. Oh, please. <laughs> no, he's not. Yes, he is. It's, seriously, if Ant-Man went microscopic like he normally does, mm-hmm. he would have to look up to see Tom Ten. Yes, that's true. Thank you. That's I what I mean. I thought it was the other way around. No, 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 okay. no. So, when he shrinks down, okay. not going up. So, Ant Man's my favorite. Leave me alone. Um, there's no trick documented evidence of this, but one of the stories is that Tumpton was supposed to help housewives, and that a that Carol was supposed to help him with that. Yeah, that was Caro's basic task. He yeah. stayed around the house and was like his the Tomtens liaison. And the running joke is that cannot be true because our hammies must have eaten their elf. Oh, because that's, that's our house dark. can be a bit of a shit mess sometimes. <laughs> what ours? Well, most hammy people like oh, say, you know they're diving into trash cans, <laughs> they're doing stupid shit. Is this your segue into the next section? No, it's not. No, it's not. Because if so, I can tell, you know, all kinds of stories here. I Um, mean, because we definitely had to heavily modify 
how we had to but, set things yeah. up. So, Hamleys in general are still used to hunt hare and fox in Sweden and Norway. Mm-hmm. Where they're one of the most popular hounds in Sweden and Norway. Mm-hmm. They are... The Swedes and the Norwegians are very, very, very protective of this breed. Especially if any correspondence recent that took place yeah. is to be taken into account. Um, and they just... Their big thing is they want to make sure that the breed is still being used to hunt and the instincts won't be lost. Well, I respect that, but there's no call for rudeness. Correct. Correct. And in order to achieve a championship in Sweden or Norway, the dog must prove itself in the field and in the confirmation ring, Mm -hmm. which speaks to that continued versatility that needs to remain within the breed. It is something that myself... I don't want it to go away, ever. Mm-mm, no. And the breed is extremely rare outside of Sweden and Norway. There are some in the UK and in the US. There's some in France and Germany and Poland. Um, but that's pretty much it. Because Partly because the Swedes and the Norwegians are very protective... Rightfully so. I mean, right, this is yes. supposed to be like their kind of their national treasure. The Swedes, it is a national treasure. Well, let's think about it. To us here, the most common dog you think about it is a, a golden retriever, a lab, black lab, mm-hmm. whatever. Over there, it's a hammy. Right. And it's one of those things where I totally understand because the cultural differences are so massive mm. that most hunters here don't deserve a Hamilton. <laughs> they just don't. They don't deserve to have one. Well, they don't get it, and that's part of the problem. Yeah. They they just don't seem to understand what a Hammy's job is for. And when they get a Hammy here, I don't know how, but mm-hmm. they get a Hammy here, and when the dog won't go after a deer, they're vexed and frustrated. It's not in their genes, dummy. Yeah. You know, they it, don't hunt deer. To. Right. If they, if they hunt deer... Okay, or if they track on deer, then they are essentially... They're disqualified. Right. In Sweden and Norway. So, they're not they're not deer dogs. Even though Mm-mm. they look like they're big enough... They won't hunt deer, but they're deer to us. Yes. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I went uh, there. I'm sorry. So, one, really. in the U.S., yeah. one of the first known Hamiltons to be imported mm. was Carmen. Mm. And she was imported... From the UK, from the mm. Flickstonia line. Oh, okay. Where she was brought over to California, mm-hmm. and her owners made her a service dog. Nice. And our hammies carry yeah. on Carmen's legacy. I was wondering, did, did, was that what inspired you to mm-hmm. train some of the kiddos for that? Yes. Oh, it was okay. because, like, at first, when I first got Al, I was like, okay, she'll just be fun hound, pet, what have you, and I didn't even, the thought hadn't even crossed my mind to train her to do any sort of service dog work at all, and then I was just like, huh, (laughs) maybe I can. That was probably the same noise you made when you realized that Celine would want to jump into a pool. Yeah, yeah, that was the (laughs) same noise. But, I mean, that, that also proves just how versatile the breed is is that mm. they can do anything and everything that they want that they that they love to do as long as their people are with them and the Hamilton Dover Club of America's goal mm-hmm. 
is to promote versatility. We, as, as a club, want to make sure that people understand that they are not just gorgeous dogs. Mm-hmm. They are working dogs that need to have a job. Yeah, they really do. And they're not the type of dog that will just be happy to lay around on a sofa. Mm. Granted, some will. Yeah. Others, they need to be out running. They need to be out doing stuff. Mm. But mostly, they want to be with their people and letting their people realize just how happy they are mm-hmm. and vice versa. It's... They're, they're happiest essentially being with those that they care about the most. And mm-hmm. and having that particular job in their mind makes them... I mean, this is just coming from my own personal observations. Mm-hmm. Because, I mean, I've seen all of them that we have. And they all seem to be actually very happy and content when they're doing whatever. I mean, we went out today and we mm-hmm. had Raven with us. And... I think she did very well. Yeah, she did. She's she's getting she's getting back into the swing of things. Did she alert at all? Or? No. No? Okay. No, no alert today. You didn't have any problems? No. Okay. Then, as yeah. far as I'm concerned, she's doing her job. Yep. So, Hamiltons can be typical hounds in that they are stubborn and they can be noisy. But the <laughs> difference is Hammies do it with a purpose, right? Exactly. So, the noisy aspect of it is usually, oh my god, someone's home, <laughs> um, or they they have their own weird vocabulary that means completely different things that well, you just wouldn't anticipate. They make these noises that sound like cows, and they can just go, <laughs> Well, we came home. Uh-huh. Like, couple hours ago mm-hmm. we had Raven with us and Rolo and Celine you know heard us mm-hmm. and for once they traded off his was a deeper woo hers woo 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 and they would trade back and forth mm-hmm. but it's a point in purpose yeah of when someone comes home they're letting us know that someone is home right when like if we get a delivery person pulling into the driveway or the other day there was a couple of people that pulled into the driveway. Oh, the contractors. Yeah, a couple yeah, of yeah. contractors that just turned around in the driveway and that was enough that Raven and Celine and Roe started barking mm-hmm. and it's, it's a very distinct bark. Like each yeah. bark that they have serves a point in purpose. Mm-hmm. So like... They, they, they have a, oh my god, someone's here bark, mm-hmm. or oh my god, I don't like you, or you, you're giving me a bad vibe sort of thing. Right, yeah. There's a bark that says, I have found something, and mm-hmm. it's what I'm supposed to be finding, and that is probably the main reason why I'm like, you cannot have this breed in a townhouse or an apartment. Oh god, no, 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 not with people around that could possibly potentially hear, no. Because that scream... If they were to give that scream, it's designed to be heard for miles. miles. And it is loud. Mm-hmm. It is shrill. It is piercing. And one of the breed education things that we give to judges or recommend that judges look at, mm-hmm. and one of the lines that it says in there is that the breed is designed to run a marathon and sing an aria at, at the, the same, same time. time. <laughs> And so that tells you what how they hunt. That hunt, when they're on game, they're supposed to be screaming. They're supposed to be 
making their voice known because that's how the hunters know where they are. There was a morning, as soon as you began into this, I remembered this specifically. Um, one morning, I this you can tell how this is long ago this was because it was... I'm fairly certain it was Al, Roe, Penny. I don't think the girls were even in the picture yet. Mm-hmm. Um, and they were out, and it was early in the morning, possibly in the weekend, I don't know. But it was still a little bit dark out. Mm-hmm. And they were making hitting noises. Mm-hmm. And one would, I can't remember which one did it, but one hound would stay in one position, whereas the other would run the, the length of the fence. That's Rollo. Right. And... You actually came out. It's like they've hit on something, mm-hmm. and next thing I know, you're out there with them, mm-hmm. you know, <laughs> flashlight in hand. Well, and, and that's the thing is, Hamiltons need an owner that's never going to scold them for doing what their instincts tell them to do. Oh, absolutely. And the only time that I'll ever scold them for doing something that their instincts are telling them to do is when it becomes a safety issue. Yeah. That's the only time. Otherwise. I don't give a shit. We live out in the country for a reason. <laughs> Scream your head off. Right. No, just go for it. Yeah. Go do what you love to do. I don't care. Have fun. You do you. And, but it also comes back to that thing of they're still going to be devoted to their people. Mm. When you tell them, hey, come on, guys, let's go, they're still going to be there saying, all right, I'm right here. What do you want? Right. And... It's it's one of those rare things. Usually, I've been around many different hounds for most of my life. Mm-hmm. Beagles, you say, hey, come on, let's go. They're going to be like, wait a minute. No, I'm not done sniffing over here. Yeah. I'll be back later. Yeah. Unless you bring out food, and then I'll be right here. Some mornings, some mornings with me and Rolo, that's, that's what has to happen, unfortunately. Well, that's Ro. Yeah. Foxhounds, they're kind of in between. Um... But it's it's like, coonhounds are just goofy. They're just like, hmm. but Hamiltons they just have this very workmanlike demeanor. Mm-hmm. And then when you tell them, hey, let's go, they're like, all right. But then they can also be goofy dorks. I mean, yeah. hi, Rolo. <laughs> Rolo is goofy dork. Well, all the hammies can be silly. I think mm-hmm. it's amazing, you know, how ridiculous they sometimes can be. Honestly. Oh yeah. And, and, yes, they, they're they gorgeous to look at. They mm-hmm. only come in a vibrant tricolor. The only thing that is the variation in regards to the tricolors is location. Well, it yes. It changes sometimes. But, I mean, generally they're supposed to be, they're supposed to have four white feet, mm-hmm. white tip of the tail, mm-hmm. white chest, white muzzle. Are we going to talk about happy tail at all? We will in a minute. Okay. Because you mentioned the tails, so it made me think of it. So... They're more than just a pretty face, though. I could have told you that. They need socialization. They need guidance. They need gentle care. Mm-hmm. And they need their people. Absolutely. They can have issues with separation anxiety, but again... I think we covered some of that already. Yeah, <laughs> I don't think that, we need to reiterate it. But it's also part of the breed's nature to bond closely with their people, mm-hmm. so it does take a delicate balancing act to make sure that that bond doesn't go to the extreme. Mm. And Michael mentioned happy tail. Hamiltons, they carry their tail either down or straight out, Mm -hmm. but that also means when they wag their tail, they are doing it with such velocity. (laughs) And vigorousness. Yes, that 
If it hits you in the eyeball... Is that a word? Oh, has that happened to you? A couple times. Oh. It hurts. Yikes. And if it hits you, if their tails hit you on the leg, oh, it good. feels like a whip smacking you from time to time. Yeah. But also that means that it can smack up against doors, countertops, tables, walls, whatever. So some do have a tendency of getting happy tail. And it is one of those things where when when they get it, it's almost better to just do an amputation. We've unfortunately had I, that's how I came to know about happy tails because two of ours unfortunately um, had happy tail one to the extreme that it looked like a freaking crime scene in here mm-hmm. tail wagging blood pretty much all over the floor and the walls and everything like that. Um, we actually have two now that we just sometimes have to keep an eye on if they hit the wall too hard mm-hmm. then there's gonna be blood. But it's not that often anymore because we know Touch what wood. It, yeah. Because we know exactly what to look for. Right. And but be it, careful. It's, yeah, it's just one of those things. It's a weird quirk. Some some will maybe have one or two instances in their life and they'd be done. Yeah. Others... Have will, to have part of their tail surgically have, amputated. Yeah, will have to have an amputation. And others will never have an issue. Yeah. It's just one of those weird things. Yeah. Other health issues that the breed can have... Um, they can have some hip dysplasia. Right. They can have some progressive retinal atrophy with their eyes. Mm-hmm. Um, unfortunately, we learned the hard way. They can have some heart issues. Yeah. McQuayas got them pache. And um, a good breeder will test for everything. Yeah. And we are at the forefront in terms of genetic testing and things like that. And mm-hmm. There are some things that I wish we could test for. Yeah. Like, but other time, other things we'll just never know. Mm. Um, but, you know, we do test for hips and elbows. We test, we do genetic testing through Embark, which, not a plug, but please. Yeah, no. Uh, we, we use Embark, but we are not endorsed by Embark yet. Yeah. It would be nice. But we, we use it as a tool yeah. to show what we you know what we have in terms of to look out for and like the whole you know if they carry a certain disease or if they carry this or carry that I need to find that image I saved it on my work computer of stumping Embark no that wasn't Embark it wasn't who was it because I thought we stumped them with Kemper no, so Kemper has never had his Embark done. Oh, okay. Then who did we send his genetic material to? So we are involved in other genetic tests and genetic testing. Okay. Um, one is through a company called Darwin's Dogs. Oh, okay. And they are working on a study to try and link genes and behavior. Hmm. So they tested Kemper... And they couldn't figure they out. Couldn't what, figure him out. What breed he is? <laughs> they tested Roe, and they also couldn't figure out what breed he was. But I was like, "Hold up, here's why." So here's going to be my little spiel about genetic testing and people. The Hamilton breed in the U.S. has a little bit of a rescue problem 
mainly coming from people who get them thinking that they're going to be good deer dogs, and they're not. We touched on this. Yes, but people are now adopting them, the ones that survive this ordeal, and they are ordering genetic tests from various different companies, and then they're getting pissed because it doesn't say Hamilton. Here is why. In order for companies like Wisdom Panel, Embark, Darwin's Dogs, any company that does a genetic breed identification, the only way that they are going to be able to accurately to determine what breed it is, is if they have a baseline. Mm. And that baseline requires individuals of varying different bloodlines. Right. So the only way that Embark right now would be able to determine if they have a Hamilton is if they were very closely related to our guys that have already had their genes tested. I see. But if there were Hamiltons that are not closely related, Mm -hmm. it probably wouldn't pick up. It would probably pick up another closely related hound or something along those lines. Right. In order for it to be accurate, companies like Embark, Darwin's Dogs, Wisdom Panel, whoever, would need to go to Sweden or Norway during their show season, which is around May to August, and just swab every single dog. That way they get a good baseline. Otherwise, you're never going to get one. Mm. You're never going to get a good baseline. So if you think you have a Hamilton, the Hamilton Stover Club of America, what they're doing is we're doing rescue visual identification. Mm -hmm. And just because you have a tricolored hound does not mean that you have a Hamilton. No. There's there's no guarantee of that. But we are doing, we're, we're looking at various different breed characteristics to determine and make sure that what they have is truly... Hamilton. Um, so there's that. So if you have one, or if you think you have one, contact the Hamilton Stover Club of America because we're also trying to f- get to the bottom of it. Yeah, find the source of the. Yeah. And we have to walk a delicate line mm. of what we don't want to happen is people to realize that what they have are rare breeds and start breeding them like crazy, and then we're screwed. Yeah. So, it's a delicate balance. We want to know who's doing it. We want to find the source, but we also don't want to let the source know that what they have could make them a lot of money if they breed them all the time. Right. So, yeah, that's... Okay. You've already said that. Hammies, in general, they excel in all forms of activities, especially ones that involve their nose. Mm -hmm. So tracking, nose work, hunting, barn hunting, search and rescue, all of those things, Mm -hmm. they'd be great at. Yeah. They can be trained to do agility, lure coursing, fast cap, weight pull, sledding, ski joring, bike joring, dock diving, rally, anything else you can think of. (laughs) A lot of these we've done. (laughs) Yes. So there are a few that I would probably never, ever, ever do. The skajoring, perhaps? Yeah, the skajoring and the bike joring. My orthopedic surgeons would probably be able to build a house if I did skajoring. Your memory serves me correctly. One guy tried to make a career out of his feet. And I'm like, dude, come on. Um, So skajoring is actually gaining in popularity. I've seen a few um, videos on some of the Swedish Hamilton Facebook groups. 
of people using Hamiltons as skijoring and bike joring. And I freaking love watching it. It's amazing. <laughs> it looks so peaceful, and the hounds are just having a blast. Because most of it, well, skijoring especially, involves the snow. Yeah. And, and Hammy's come alive in the snow. Oh, that's when... Okay, now we're getting to it. Um, because whenever it snows around here, I mean, Ashley's right. They become completely different animals altogether, and they become insane. Yeah, and, and any cold weather, they kind of just go bonkers. The we, we complete have... opposite of the summers here in Virginia, because they will just start melting into the floor. They'll go like, "Okay, I've gone outside. I've I've done my business. Plop, lay down on the yeah. floor. I'm hot." This breed is not a breed if you live in Arizona. Mm-mm. Any any West Coast yeah, any, state mostly. Yeah, any any state that your average temperature is above 80 mm-hmm. all year round, don't get this breed, please, for the love of God. <laughs> they would have not, not have any respite. Conversely, they'd probably be nuts in Colorado, which my oh. cousin, mm-hmm. he lives out there, and they had snow on Thanksgiving. Yeah. Thanksgiving. <laughs> well, and, and that's the thing is November for crying out loud. If you if you live in Colorado, Wisconsin, Minnesota. Oh yeah, Minnesota. Like any of those states. Apologies, Minnesota. Oh uh, yeah, um, Alaska. Any of those states where it is cold and ungodly cold. <laughs> Hammy's a best breed. Because for you, yeah. For you, because they will be your best friend. They are born and bred to work in the cold, basically. Yeah. And one reason why we haven't had any snow yet. And Touch it, wood. And it's pissing me off. No, I, I'll, I'll take no snow, thank you. No I, snow. I love the snow. No snow. Only because it makes my dogs happy. No snow. I know you say no snow. Because I'm the one that usually has to fucking drive in it. That's fine and dandy. So no, no snow. But with the with the hammies, if it's snow, I can literally throw them outside for four hours and they would be happy. Says the woman who can work from home. Yes. Yes. It's like, oh no, it's snowing. I'll work from home. It's like, oh no, it's snowing. I have to drive an hour. So. So no, yeah, no. This is why I dislike but, snow. But if it snows on a weekend and you don't have to go anywhere. Oh fuck yeah, let it go. <laughs> As long as we have enough supplies. Wait a minute, wait a minute. Let me, let me, let me. don't lose power. Yes, that has happened. One time, believe it or not, true story. Ashley, I came home from work. It was about an hour away. I was working retail. Shit job. And Ashley was in the bedroom with, I think you had all the hammies with you, didn't Mm -hmm. you? You had Al, you had Ro, and I think the girls were around too. Mm -hmm. And it got to the point where we did not have power. It was like, Mm -hmm. I don't know how, is this, was this the white nightmare? No, because the puppies weren't born. Oh, Oh, okay. No, Maybe I was, was thinking about that. No, this was another time where we lost power, and I think it was a might have been the time when we had like twenty six or twenty seven inches, mm-hmm. and all of the area was starting to kind of come alive, and then our power just went gone. Yeah, yeah, and it got to the point where I said, Ashley, no, we can't do this anymore. Pack up your shit, we're going, and we stayed at your mother's for like what two. Two days? That was the white nightmare. There was another one where we stayed at Mom's for like a day or half a day or something. Because I remember Um, we took turns bitching out our power company. Yeah, we did. It was fun. (laughs) Um, You you said that was fun. Well, it was fun for me because I ended up yelling at these people and I'm hearing in the background, you mother and you sniggering. It was mm -hmm. great. Um, 
I hope that didn't pick that up. No, it probably did. But I mean, the main thing with Hamiltons is to have fun with them. If you're having fun, they're going to have fun. And that's the big thing. But you also have to remember, they're hounds. Yeah. They have a mind of their own. God, yeah. They are not machines. They are very intelligent. And if you try to give them a boundary, Hemi's are going to try to find a way around Mm -hmm. it. I'll never forget First time out at our at my parents' house, mm-hmm. I was staying above the garage, and the door handle was. I may have already told this story once before. The mm-hmm. door handle is like the lever. Le- lengthy. Yeah, it's, it's a lengthy handle. It goes horizontal. It's not a knob. Alice takes one look at it, figures out she's locked in this room, and this is the only thing that keeps her. She takes her paw, slams it hard enough to open the door, and she's out into common population. <laughs> yeah, but I mean that, that's just how the breed is. Is they're problem solvers by oh, nature. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, we have locking trash cans for a reason. Oh God, yeah. Yeah, Alice yeah. figured out how to break it. I mean, we have, you know, channel locks on various things. You know, yeah. Not channel locks, that's that's wrong. That's the tool. Baby um, locks? Yeah, we have... Yeah. <laughs> we have to basically... So other people child-proof their house. We try to hammy-proof our yeah, house. Yeah, we hammy-proof the house. <laughs> and the, the big thing, when people come to me and say, Oh my God, I want a Hamilton. They're so great. They're so great. My, my next response is, How is your sense of humor? Yeah, absolutely. Because if you are going, if the Hamilton, if you have a Hamilton in your home, and they do something like Alice's claim to fame of stealing the coconut oil off the <laughs> counter and using that as her version of popcorn while watching her <laughs> oh, stories, it is so true. We would leave the TV on all day because Al would have. She couldn't be creative when we're out of the house. So she would have the common area. The rest of the house is locked down. She would be in the common area and on the chaise lounge. I would kick myself more often than not. It's like, because she would get into the trash can. Debris would be all over the floor. Mm-hmm. She only picked the bits that she liked. Mm-hmm. Sometimes, the, the, she's right. The, the coconut oil, that would be a plastic lid. It would not resemble a lid by the time I got home. Mm-hmm. It was like plastic that got deformed in some yeah. way, shape, or form. But the whole point is, unless you can realize and learn from those and say, okay, all right, it looks like we're going to have to move that back a little bit. Or and laugh about it. Because, oh, in the moment we're pissed. Yeah, in the moment we're pissed. But, but like, later we realize, you know, we can talk about it like this, and, and it's hilarious. Music, yeah, but I like the fact you called it a popcorn. But uh, that—that's just how it is, and you mm. can't—you can't be overly harsh with them when you scold them. Oh God, no! Because they can and will shut down, and the moment you start getting frustrated with them is the moment that they're like, "I don't feel like dealing with you right now. I'm I'm out." They're surprisingly intuitive even without the lead, mm-hmm. and they can sense your how you're feeling mm-hmm. and, and everything like that. In terms of being perceptive, mm-hmm. there's no breed like them. There's no breed that can tell when you are feeling sad, mm-hmm. when you're feeling anxious. Rolo used to come with me to work and <laughs> would stop a panic attack in its tracks. Rolo honestly was quite possibly the best shield you could ever have at that toxic work environment, honestly. Mm -hmm. He was absolutely perfect. I mean, Mm -hmm. I loved getting pictures of him and his little... He had a soft crate big enough to fit him, like, near or under your desk. It was under the desk. Yeah. And he would hang out there, and then if he he would alert me, and he would put his head on my knee and be like, all right, you need to tone it down a bit. Shame on that employer, by the way. Yeah, I'm going there. For making Ashley have to jump through so many goddamn hoops mm-hmm. for a service dog. No other employer would ever do that. This one did. Yeah. That it is took four, inexcusable. It took four 
months. Four months. Yep. From the time that my doctor prescribed mm-hmm. it and mm-hmm. put it in a note mm-hmm. that I needed a service dog. Right. And I already had one trained. It took four months from that point to when he started coming to work with me. Yeah. Four fucking months. Four arduous months. And I had I had to provide... I understand making sure that he's vaccinated. Fine. Whatever. Yeah. I had to... I literally provided every single title that he's earned, mm-hmm. his CGC, mm-hmm. his... Breed stats yeah. from where he was the top Hamilton in the country for years, mm-hmm. which hold no bearing on him being able to do his job whatsoever. Yeah, but I had to provide all of these pieces of information that, quite frankly, didn't matter. Well, correct me if I'm wrong, but you even went to task. This is mildly related. The first hotel we stayed in in Florida, they mm-hmm. tried to get documentation from you yes. for a service animal, which no, you're not supposed to do that. And yet, this employer employers did. can. Oh, okay. But they should not be able to to do what they did to the length that they, they did. did. But the the thing is, is that that whole time that Roller was there with me, mm-hmm. he knew. And he would sense certain things, like if I was in certain meetings and whatnot, he... Wouldn't he block for you? He would block. <laughs> and he he is one of the few Hamiltons that I trained, and he would just instinctively do it, Yeah. where he would body block himself and put himself between me... <laughs> and a and, toxic person. And toxic person. <laughs> he was toxic person's shield. And I love it. I block for my mommy. My mommy. <laughs> That's another thing. Ashley does Rolo's voice. And, you know, it, it's it's that sort of thing with Hamilton's is like, each one of them is just a little bit different. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, any breed is like that. True. I've... But there's certain characteristics that just kind of seal them all together. And every single person that I know that has a very strong bond with their Hamilton's... Mm-hmm. All say the same thing. Yeah. And that is, in terms of being perceptive to your needs Mm -hmm. and what you're feeling, nothing compares to a Hamilton. Yeah. Even there's some, there's a professional handler in the U.S. Mm -hmm. who stopped me at the Richmond shows, saw, she's from Sweden. Okay. Saw that I had Hamiltons and was like, oh my God, this is the best breed in the world. I think I remember hearing about this after the fact. She's getting one of Raven's puppies, too. Oh, okay. Hint, Um, hint. Nudge, nudge. Yep. So. I don't really think we can do what we normally do at the end of this, considering we own own four. We now have three, but, you know. It it seems a bit weird to ask the question of, would you own one? I agree. It's it's, it's it's a misnomer. We already own them. Yeah, we already own them. So what's the point? And the whole thing is, is... Would you continue to own them? And my my whole thing is, is I cannot imagine my life without a Hamilton by my side. I know what my life was like before there was a Hamilton in my life. And to be honest with you, I would not go back. It was simply this, put it like this. We had at one point, it was Nala, Kemper, Penny, and Al. Mm-hmm. Then Roe was offered. Mm-hmm. I mean, you had seen him, you had loved him, and you mm-hmm. would have loved to have shown him, but then he was offered. Mm-hmm. And then I was like, how are we going to do this? That was then. This is now. I cannot imagine 
life without them. I don't want them without them, honestly, mm-hmm. because it's just it's not the same. Yeah, and I mean that that's just how the breed is, and people, I I give warnings to people who get a Hamilton and they import one, or if they get one of mine, or what have you. Mm-hmm. The warning is always the same: be careful. Because these guys are like potato chips. You can't have just, just one. one. They're, you, they're you're trying to end on that joke, aren't you? Yeah, I mean, you just can't. I mean, take a look at Griffin's owners. Yeah. They want another one bad. I want to tell... I, I to, to finish this off, I want to tell my favorite Rolo story. Okay. I don't remember which one of our Meet the Breeds. I think it was at the Javits Center, actually, mm-hmm. in New York. And it was Rolo's turnout. We had Al and Ro. Al was resting. It was Ro's turnout. Mm-hmm. Out of nowhere. This young girl looks at Rolo, and I have this picture on my work computer. Mm-hmm. I can actually send it to you later if you want. But mm-hmm. she just hugged his neck. Mm-hmm. He, she kept coming back, hugging his neck. Mm-hmm. Come to find out, the parents would tell us later she was deathly afraid of dogs. But for some reason, she would come up to Rolo and just hug his neck, and he was like, "Hi." Mm-hmm. <laughs> he didn't care, and they actually wanted him right there on the spot. Mm-hmm. And that just speaks to not only Rolo, but to the breed itself. Mm-hmm. How they are empathetic. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. and we almost, love hammies. Yeah. That, that's just the best way to end it is... Thank you. We're, we're hammy crazy. <laughs> um, I do hate the fact that if I want to buy anything that has my breed's name on it, it has to be custom. Yeah, you can't. That sucks. But which, we, which, do we still have um, that Cafe Press account? We do. Because if memory serves, you have a shirt that I bought for you from that that says, don't call me a beagle, because they are mistaken for a beagle yeah. quite a bit, yep. extensively. And it's grating like a like a nails on chalkboard that I mm-hmm. bought that shirt for you. Yep. Subtle plug. <laughs> you know, if interested, you yeah. may want to let us know. Yeah, if interested. All right. So... You can find us. Ah, the cheat sheet. Here we go. On Twitter at about a dog one, Instagram at about a dog pod. Uh, do you want to do the email? Email is about a dog pod at gmail.com. And the Facebook. Facebook is about a dog pod. Don't also forget, uh, we also have a Patreon. We do have a Patreon. It's about a dog pod. You can donate whatever you feel is appropriate. It yeah, keeps... we're, we're not really. Um, begging at this point. No. If anything, it would be mostly appreciated. Yeah, it helps. Because, it really does. You know, we love getting, doing this. We love doing this, but we're also full time employed. Yeah, we're fully employed elsewhere. Yeah. And we'd like to do more. And if you guys we'd like to do this more, we'd more like to like do it. this more. Definitely, yeah. Um, it's definitely more fun. So if you you can rate, help us with that yeah rate review subscribe, subscribe like definitely. all that stuff do your homework do your homework research yes um become a patron on patreon all of that stuff um show so, hammy love on patreon yes please um <laughs> so with that go hug your dog yeah go hug your dog they love you and you love them yep <laughs>